Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Monday morning. I would say a little less than a week after the GOAT was on the boat in Tampa, the greatest GOAT for the Texans, defensively and offensively, are both going to be on the woo. One is official, one's about to be, sooner rather than later. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Fellas, we'll jump into it. Just wait till you see what's happened to the Texans here in just one calendar month. We'll run it down with J.J. Watt there with the team for 10 years, no longer. Deshaun Watson, four years, soon to be no longer. But first, it's no longer Valentine's weekend. We're back. It's Monday. What did you do over the weekend? And then we'll jump into this huge story. No love loss between Watt and Deshaun and the Texans. <laughs> I see what you did there, Zubin. Too easy. I had just normal weekend, really, for the most part, right? Did the chef come over? No, no, no. We went to brunch. We went to brunch and, and uh, hung out as far as that go and watched a bunch of streaming things. On We streamed everything you can think of. I mean, that's pretty much, pretty much it. There's not a whole lot you can really do right now, right? I mean, you would like to be able to get out and – live a normal life, but we all know that that's not happening anytime soon. No, Jay, what's up? Just a ton of appreciation around the Williams household. Zubin, uh, appreciation from my wife, everything that she's done. Little man on the way in April, so uh, full plate this weekend, but it was good. It was relaxing. My daughter actually woke up at about 5.30 uh, Sunday morning and cooked breakfast. You know, she could cook. So I heard something. I'm like, 5.30 5.30 a.m.? Yeah, because we got up around 8. So, she, you know, she's got a – it was a whole deal. It was everything you could think of. And so, I'm like hearing stuff. You know me. I'm, I get to the edge of the stairs. <laughs> I done peeked over. The door to the kitchen is closed. I'm like – so, I go back. I go downstairs and I slide up a little bit. London? She didn't say anything. I opened a little more. I said, London. And she was like, yeah. I was like, okay, I closed the back. I knew what she was doing. Went back upstairs, so she, you know, put the French toast together. She did, because she's got to cook for me and them, the things that I do from a vegan standpoint to regular food. So, yeah, she put it down, though. How old is she? Eight. Well, I'm sorry, uh, 11. My son's eight. 11. That's pretty pretty impressive for her. Oh, yeah, no, she can get down. She's... talented as far as that goes last thing i would tell you just think about where we are before we jump right into the texans if i would have told you last year at this time um you know life would be consisting of sitting in your house ordering in or cooking and watching a ton of netflix or streaming disney plus for the company uh and i would have told you a year later man i'm doing the exact same thing (laughs) we're eating in we're watching a ton of streaming to key's point a year later really nothing has changed lifestyle wise it's kind of crazy no it is but i saw a lot of good stuff i saw stuff that Good as far as is is entertaining and, and understanding the way people think in the world, but just some of some crazy stuff, Jay. Some of that stuff I, is just wild. I, I gotta tell you, Key, I don't know why I found myself down this rabbit hole. The whole Britney Spears docu. Did you watch that? Have yeah, you been watching yeah. it? Yeah, no, I watched it. It was cool. I mean, it, it I, I guess just, for me, being from LA and being in LA, so some of the stuff I kinda already Kind of know it's so weird. Even though I didn't see the doc, the timeline of everything, I could catch on really fast. It's like, oh, okay, and this is what happened. And then you see it, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is what happened. Oh, I remember when this. So it's like when you start to see these things, the Night Stalker, you know, is one where this uh, serial killer from 
Los Angeles. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember he was in that area and he did this and this is what it was. And you just follow the timelines alone. This other one, I was telling Zubin, uh, what was it, Peter? Uh, Nygaard. Yeah, Peter Nygaard from Canada. Wow. Man, he's a mess. Man, they got to throw away the key eight times on him whenever they convict him. <laughs> No, I'm serious, Jay. You got to see oh, it, man. Watching some dark stuff. You always it, be watching that crime stuff, man. It is it. It is dark. <laughs> There's no question about it. And I just was in my mind saying to myself, I would if if those were my kids, I'd be in jail. I wouldn't even. It's nothing to. I'm not allowing. I'm gonna find him. I'm just gonna find him. That's just how I am. Let's just say this, the Brittany doc that uh, Jay talked about led to an apology from Justin Timberlake. A lot of people apologize this weekend, by the way, if you had your news feed up. But yeah. the uh, Texans not apologizing for what they did with J.J. Watt. They said, hey, man, look, you gave us 10 great years. You're the face of the franchise. Hurricane Harvey. We know the whole story. Three-time defensive player of the year. I would imagine whenever he gets the call from the hall, he's going to go in <laughs> as a member of the Houston Texans. But, Key, this was a move. I said it on the surface when we talked about it Friday. Wow. Three-time defensive player of the year. A guy that's Wait, never even Zubin, played. Key called him a progress stopper, though. I'm right. sh- I was kind of shocked by that. As See, you, you've been in the media too damn long, Jay. Oh, I haven't. Because the first thing I say is progress stopper, and you go, oh, my God, he's well, calling him sorry. You say progress stopper. I mean, it, that's stopping progress. Yes. He is a progress stopper for the guy that plays behind him. Whenever you – because you can't get right. He's better than the guy in front of him. I mean, behind him. So, therefore, by being better than him, you'll never allow this guy – if you keep just hanging around, because he'll never beat you out. So, therefore, you're stopping the young guy's progress from moving on on a bad team. So, you need to just – Move aside, go get your ring somewhere else, and let the young dude, whoever you draft or whoever's behind you, at that position, learn how to play. Because it's J- as long as J.J. Watt is there, that other individual will never get a chance to play. It's not a bad thing, but the way it works in, in the media is there are certain words that people hear, like, fired. Oh, my God, he got fired. Well, Yeah, you hijacked my amygdala. You said progress stopper. I was like, wait, wait. But I, I hear what you're saying. It makes sense. I, I also will say, I, this is just continues to be a poor reflection on the Texans, right? That J.J. Watt, a guy that literally went to Deshaun Watson and apologized. We have it on tape. Then decided to take the next step and say, hey, look, I want to do the right thing for me. You know, granted, this is probably going to be the right thing for you guys, too. But let me get out of here. Let me go somewhere where I can win a where I can win a Super Bowl title. Like let me go back home to Green Bay or let me go to Pittsburgh and play with my little brother. Let me actually enjoy these last couple years of my career whereas you see Deshaun Watson who still feels like he's tied to this organization and they're not letting go anytime soon. Well, they shouldn't let Deshaun go just walk out the building. JJ Watt is at the, toward the end of his Hall of Fame career. Now, much like Matthew Stafford, you allow him to now dictate what his next couple years moves are going to be. Don't, don't hold him hostage because you want to be selfish in this situation. 25 years, uh, Deshaun Watson is 25 years old. So you want to try to salvage the relationship or you want to try to get as much as you can for Deshaun Watson. Nobody's going to trade you for J.J. Watt. That's why they just released him because his age – his production isn't what it was when he was the MVP on the defensive side of the ball. 
defensive player of the year. I mean, it's just not. That's the reality of it. Can he help a team? Absolutely. Does he have two seasons of J.J. Watt-type football left in him? You could probably squeeze some of that out of him. There's no question about it. But you're not getting defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt, for 16 games. You may get that, you know, a game here or two or three games there. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And when you are older like that, eventually you will be moved. And you got to think about it from this standpoint quickly. Number one, I know some people roll their eyes at this, and, and, I, and I get it. But the amount of goodwill he has engendered over his 10-year career, <laughs> largely because of Hurricane Harvey, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I didn't I say anything. I just laughed. Okay. I just laughed because you that said narrative. some people have rolled their I'm, eyes. I'm just telling just you, 90% of people that are listening to this show right now are on the J.J. Watt train for what he did. I know you guys think it's been overblown and all that. I get it. The second thing I would say is keep in mind, Deshaun's in the prime of his career Watt has been in the league two and a half times longer than Watson. And Stafford has been in the league three times longer than Watson. So Watson's in his prime. Those other guys have gone through a terrible drought for 10 years. And for Stafford, it's been a dozen. So I'm just saying there's a little bit of a difference when you talk about them because their best days are clearly behind them. Watson's best days are ahead, and that's a scary proposition for whoever gets it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. On the way. This will start setting it off. Stephen A. Smith weighing in with a Texas-sized swap that would change the face of the NFL. I I don't understand why the Cowboys are playing games here. But are they they playing games? But, but Key, if it's the difference between a fifth year or one year less, Uh give this man his money. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So here it comes. Dak Prescott has given the Cowboys some great service. So either he gets a long-term deal, he signs the franchise tag again, he signs the franchise tag and gets traded, or they finally give him the holy grail, the long-term deal he has been waiting for. Those are the four options. Walk, get the big money deal, franchise stay, franchise go for the face of the franchise. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Simply put, Stephen A. teeing it up on his show, Stephen A.'s World, which you can catch on ESPN+. And he's saying the solution for an unhappy Deshaun and a stalemate with Dak is simply put, a Texan size swap. You about to lose Deshaun Watson. He don't want to be there. And Dak Prescott being the ultimate professional, being the face of a franchise, willing to toe the company line to go along and get along so long as you pay him his money, which Houston wouldn't mind doing, evidenced by what they paid uh, Deshaun Watson. If you're Dak Prescott, 
that might be something that uh, you're willing to do. I definitely think if you're the Houston Texans, you should consider it because you want to make sure that you get equitable compensation or something close to it for the services of Deshaun Watson, who's determined not to be there. And regardless of how much you flexing, you can't make the brother want to be there any longer. So to me, you know what, a comparable or or equitable compensation or something close to it in age, in numbers, et cetera, Dak Prescott. What do you think? Is it Get him, Key. Get him, Key. I mean, anything is feasible, but no, it's not going to (laughs) happen. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's, you know, it's, that must be a bold prediction because, it's not wh- – why would I swap Dak Prescott for Deshaun Watson? I'm having issues paying Dak Prescott, and you want me to pay Deshaun the money I could have gave Dak, I, I don't, and you want me to give up draft picks to get Deshaun when clearly Dak is on schedule to come back healthy and ready to go with a team that knows him. All, I mean, why would I do that deal? What's the gulf between Deshaun and Dak talent-wise? It's pretty comparable, I would say. I would say it's pretty comparable. I mean, it just – you all these quarterbacks, for the most part, are all interchangeable depending on who. I mean, and where they're at. Well, if, if, I took, if I took Deshaun Watson and I dropped him in Kansas City, mm-hmm. he's going – Kansas City's going to be successful. Maybe, oh, sure. Maybe he doesn't wow you with some of the magical throws here and there that Patrick Mahomes wows you with, but they're not gonna. It's not gonna be like a major drop off. The same thing with Dak Prescott. If I took Dak Prescott and dropped him in, it's just that's just. With, these guys are all kind of in the same stratosphere. The only difference with Pat Mahomes is he's won. He's got MVPs. He's been to two Super Bowls. He should have been to three Super Bowls. Those are the differences when you start talking about the talent. This trade, this would not happen. This would never happen. You know that old line, beggars can't be choosers. Well, in this particular situation, he can be the chooser because he has, he has to have his consent in order for the trade to go down. So let me think about this. I'd rather take slightly less money to stay with the Dallas Cowboys than to go to a franchise like Houston after seeing everything that's happened to it over the last couple of months, after watching Deshaun Watson, hearing stories, after seeing Andre Johnson speak up, after hearing J.J. Watt speak up, about hearing DeAndre Hopkins talk. So many things have happened. I'd rather stay in Dallas and fight that situation through than if it meant take a little bit more money and then go to Houston, which is an organization that seems like it's going in so many different directions. The pieces I have in Dallas are way better. Yeah, it, it but... But Dak Prescott's not uh, – look, man, it, it sounds good to have a conversation about swapping the two quarterbacks because it's the same state. They're a few miles apart, whatever the case may be. Houston's here. Dallas is there. It's, go right up the highway. You'll get there in a few hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not going to happen, though. I'm the cow- Why if I'm the Dallas Cowboys and I got a quarterback that's very similar to Deshaun, I'm struggling to pay my quarterback I got, why would I take on that salary? And give up draft picks to get him. I, I'm not. Why would I do that? I mean, there's no need to do that. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. The other thing when you think about this is the simple notion that for Watson, he's going to be moved. So I think everybody has to do their due diligence. But you really think it's comparable between Watson and Dak? I think there's quite a gulf there between those two. Guys. I don't think so. I don't I think, think that there a, is. It's, 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 you think they're the same? 
it's comparable though, Jay. It's like somebody in basketball giving you eighteen and another dude giving you twenty one. I mean, but what if the guy that's giving you twenty one yeah. is also giving you seven rebounds and six assists? Okay, and then the guy that's giving you eighteen is giving you five but, rebounds and ten assists. It's comparable. That's key. You think if you put Dak on Houston, he would be able to do? Win, what? F- you mean win four games? I mean, but also what leading it, the league in passing yards, right? Is it that? That's all. I mean, that. That's all but, how you look at it, though, Jay. I know, but Keith, we've been on the show yard, multiple times those, talking about he's yards, playing with a bunch of me's and you's, you know? When are those yards coming? Oh, you're losing. You're behind. You're throwing a lot. All of yeah. those sort of well, things. Yardage statistics doesn't really – that doesn't really define who Deshaun is as a quarterback to me. Deshaun is a hell of a quarterback. But people, first thing you do is they but, run to the numbers. Matthew Stafford threw for 4,000 yards, seems like, every single year. Hey, So take, take your own analogy. If you put – if you put Deshaun Watson on the Kansas City Chiefs, you said they don't really miss a beat. Is that the same way you feel about if you put Dak Prescott on the Kansas City I, Chiefs? I don't think that there's a huge. I don't think that there's going to be a huge drop off to the point where Kansas City all of a sudden not making the playoffs, man. Well, I, I, well, I'm not saying that. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. But I'm talking but that about would Super be a, Bowl but that would contention, be, though. They, of course, they would be in Super Bowl contention because of everything else that's around them. Now, let me add one thing that Stephen A. said in the beginning of his comment there. Once again, you can check that out on Stephen A.'s World on ESPN+. This one caught me, but because it was at the beginning of the 45 seconds that we heard from Stephen A., I can't help but think this because you guys have said it. He said, you get a toe-the-line, do-what-I'm-told quarterback going to a team that obviously is upset that their franchise signal caller wow. and Watson didn't want to do the same. I'm, Stephen A. didn't say it. I'm just putting two and two together. No, I, I get it. Dak stood for the anthem. No, Dad, I, yeah. Dak stood, did everything yeah, Jerry loves him. I said exactly what he said. He's going to give you the traditional quarterback mold, but that's his personality. That's his style. If you look at it, the way that things are done in Dallas, he allows his brother to speak for him. He allows his brother to speak for him. That, that's just his way of doing things. Doesn't mean that Prescott is the good old boy. Hey, how you doing, Charlie? No, that doesn't mean that. I'm not saying he was insinuating that. It would just be easier for the Texans to deal with Dak Prescott because of the personality he has no, shown. But, no. but what that's if it's easier for Jerry that's Jones to deal with Because, Deshaun. because Deshaun's bitch, Deshaun was that way until they sat there and lied to him. Deshaun didn't have – Deshaun did everything the way that – people would like to see their quarterbacks do when he was in Houston until the end. Until the end when he said, you know what? Allegedly, he said that he doesn't want to be there. He's never said it. No. I've never seen him say it. I've seen him like things on social media. I've seen his agent say things, but I've never heard come out of his mouth. Stephen A is going to join us in about three hours, a little less than three hours. But what I heard from Stephen A was simply, this guy is going to basically – not cause us any problems if we pay him what he thinks he deserves. That's but, what I thought but, Stephen but A. Deshaun said. Deshaun didn't yeah. cause him any problems either. No, I'm not saying he did. I'm just talking no. about the Dak perspective. Yep. And I'm saying they get they got the same thing in Deshaun. Right. The same exact thing We're, until you lie to him. Right. I now get you. lie to gotta Dak go to Prescott. Got to go to break. And you're gonna get the same thing. I got you. We're pointing the we're point the past of no return with Dak Prescott and and I think. Deshaun Watson. On the way, QB or not QB, in the AFC West, we're going to run through every big QB question. In the division, starting with the Chiefs, what in the world could we possibly ask about the Chiefs? We know they're keeping Mahomes, but there is one very big question around 
Mahomes we need to discuss. He is the greatest football player to ever play. You know, and I, I can tell my kids I play with that man, and I'm just blessed. We knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. So it's hands down one of the greatest accomplishments in sports history. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Morning, I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. Wow, what a way to start the NASCAR season. The long shot, Michael McDowell, key turning left, three more lefts, winning the Daytona 500. It's his first win, Key, in 358 career starts. He was a 100-to-1 long shot at the Caesars William Hill Sportsbook. A fiery crash on the last lap allowed him to win it all. The last lap was the only lap he led. Great job for Michael. In the Daytona. 500. That seemed very genuine. Okay, I would say this is a genuine concern for Key. Anthony Davis injuring himself. He's got an Achilles strain, is what the Lakers are calling it. He'll undergo an MRI Monday in a loss to the mighty Denver Nuggets, 122-105 on Sunday night. Key, a little upset here through the pen down. If you're listening here, can't see it on television. So this is a tough one. We'll have to wait to see what happens here. Yeah, it just he's been it's been bothering him most of the season, so get an MRI today and see what happens from there rest him up and, and let's get back going there's no doubt we will talk to Woj the NBA's best insider on exactly what the deal is coming up later this morning and in just about an hour or so Jay Will will run the point and he will run down what you need to know about this possible possible move to not have Davis we'll wait to see the reality black history always on this date in 1999 Reggie White retired the minister of defense Second all-time in career sacks. But as many know, it was his impact off the field in a 1992 watershed lawsuit that paved the way for something called unrestricted free agency in the NFL. You think that's affected the league a little bit? The late great Reggie White will go down with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning as three of the greatest free agent signings, unrestricted free agent signings in the history of the National Football League. Always had to start somewhere, and White was the trailblazer as we honor him today. SportsCenter is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely with Straight Talk Wireless. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. 
Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Just tune into Straight Talk. And that's where we're stopping today. If you're unfamiliar with the game, no problem. Let me give you the cliff notes to get you up to date. It's exactly what it sounds like. We're going to take a look at the biggest quarterback issues for each of the four teams in any given division, mostly with the starter. The biggest pressing question around the starter. We'll go in order of division finish from last year. So that, of course, in the AFC West begins with... Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, we're not going to waste anybody's time by saying something like, should Patrick Mahomes be the Chiefs starter? <laughs> okay, we, yeah, we, we value yeah. your time more than that. So what we have to really consider is, remember, Patrick Mahomes is a Maserati. So if you bought, bought a Maserati, I being the only guy of the three that probably couldn't afford that, but I'm going to extrapolate. If, if a key or you J can get a Maserati <laughs> if you wanted to, Ben. Don't downplay it, please. So if anybody bought, bought a Maserati in the audience, this would be crazy to drive around a Maserati with no insurance, right? That's exactly what the Chiefs had in the Super Bowl. You got a Maserati in the backfield and you got nothing. You got no garage. You got no insurance. You got nothing to protect. Patrick Mahomes. So our Chiefs reporter, Adam Teicher, essentially saying that's the biggest offseason goal for KC. If the Super Bowl proved anything, it's that the Chiefs need to start investing in their offensive line. They've spent little in terms of both money and high draft picks in those positions, and it's starting to show. They won't have a lot of money to spend this year to make it shut out of the lineman market in terms of the top free agents, but it's not a bad idea if at least one of their top two draft picks gets used on a lineman, preferably a tackle. Is that where the priority should be on the entire ball club? Well, I think you want to shore up your offensive line. You want to get some depth back there just in case you have some of the same issues that they faced in the playoffs and in particularly in the Super Bowl where you were very thin at that spot. And I think there's a young man that they got out of free agency last year, undrafted guy out of Missouri and Yazir Durant. If they can somehow get him going at the tackle spot, then I think they have one and for the long haul as a keeper. But other than that, you just got to get healthy. The, Zubin, the last burning image I have in my brain of Patrick Mahomes is him running for his life, him running for 500 plus yards. Uh, it just it, it feels like it's off the charts. And I, you know, look, Eric Fisher towards Achilles when he comes back, I think they'll be better. But yes, upgrading that O line, protect the 500 million dollar man. It's indeed uh, totally something I double down on. You're right. So you get Fisher. Dr. Tardif will be back. You would think yeah. hopefully we'll be in a better spot with the virus. And then he will obviously choose pigskin over priority. This season is priority over pigskin. Assembly's injury will be back. And then maybe the best offensive lineman at his position in the league, Mitchell Schwartz, who is graded out about as well as anybody who missed a ton of time for Kansas City. As Key said, they're all back in summation. There should be no concern. Next up. Second place in the AFC West, and they actually got a measure of revenge and look good at times against the Chiefs. Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, I think it's pretty simple, right? I mean, Derek Carr over and over and over again for a guy that has never been satisfied with his quarterbacks. Well, I think when you look at Coach Gruden, you just don't know what he's thinking right now. As we get into this offseason, free agency starts, one domino effect falls from a quarterback perspective, then all of a sudden things start to open up across the league at the quarterback position. You just never know what he might do with Carr. There's been chatter out there that, hey, he may be looking to do something different. We saw him sign sign Marcus Mariota as the backup last year, but he really signed him to compete with Carr. Carr kind of held him off once Mariota got nicked up a little bit, and then Carr became the starter throughout the year. John Gruden is not afraid to mix things up at the quarterback position, but I think Carr is there as of now for the future. 
Yeah, I think he's there by default unless they can make something happen and get a better asset. Look, I mean, last year seven and nine, this year eight and eight. It always seems like they're just middle of the park ball club, right? Start off well, kind of tail off towards the end. They've done that the last two years. I, I wonder a lot of times can Marcus Mariota be that guy to take them to the next level? But as of right now, I think John Gruden is just holding. You're holding and waiting, Zuby. We'll see. Jason Fitz, Spain and Fitz host, weekday evenings on ESPN Radio, hardcore Raider fan. I mentioned I invoked the car in the Maserati for Patrick Mahomes. He says it's time to get rid of this auto, Derek Carr, C-A-R-R, and go get the Maserati on the market. Unless the Raiders have a real shot at Deshaun Watson, the answer at quarterback is simple. It is and should remain Derek Carr. Derek Carr has put up great numbers under John Gruden's system. He's gotten better every single year, and we've seen what he can do when he has the right weapons around him. Last time I checked, Derek Carr isn't a defender, and the Raiders defensively are trash. That's the reason this team continues to lose games. Getting rid of Derek Carr won't fix that. Unless it's an upgrade to Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr is and should be the long-term answer at quarterback for the Silver and Black. And the last thing I would say there is when John Gruden bought his home in the Las Vegas area, very famously, Derek Carr bought the plot of land right next to to him to essentially say, Coach, me and you are tied at the hip. I'm going to be here, and you're going to like the way I play. Will well, that's see. great. That's great until he gets traded somewhere else. <laughs> right. Location, location, location. <laughs> until it's time to move location, as they say, in real estate. Up next, a brand new tenure. Los Angeles Chargers. So you got a head coach in Brandon Staley, who five years ago was basically a position coach, but he's got one of the brightest young quarterbacks in the NFL. Got to earn the kid's trust, though. Yeah, he, he does. But the thing that scares me about the, the growth of Justin Herbert with the Chargers is they went out and hired a defensive-minded coach. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't hire somebody on the offensive side of the ball and stay out of the way, but it always scares me when you got a defensive-minded coach with such a young, talented quarterback that has the weapons and has some things that you saw coach Lynn in the offense at times were the reason that the chargers were in the game defensively they struggled at times and that's why they lost as many games and that's why coach Lynn is now the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions so we'll see but he is the keeper for a while for the chargers you know what I like about what Justin Herbert is doing with uh, new OC Joe Lombardi is you, you start picking the brains, right, of guys like Drew Brees. He's been reaching out, trying to connect with him, learning a new playbook, I think really settling down in this role. Having the quarterback's coach that was once Drew Brees' coach, I think can help him go to the next level with his career. There's no doubt. And we could also mention that Herbert had multiple coordinators and head coaches at Oregon. He's about to have multiple head coaches in the NFL. Anthony Lynn out. This guy, as Key mentioned, Brandon Staley in. You have to earn the trust of a franchise quarterback. And there's so much in his game that you have to work on every single day, whether it's footwork, fundamentals, the mental side of the game, the physical side of the game, leadership in the locker room, poise in the media, relationships in the community. There's just so many things that come into being a successful franchise quarterback. And you know what you need, Shelly? You need a partner in doing that, somebody that can help you through that process and to that process. So we're underway. We have certainly work to do, and, and we're excited to get it done. <laughs> can, I, can, I just, can I just say, if there's anybody that's been uh, working under Sean McVay, you can definitely tell it's Coach Staley. <laughs> I mean, that is right out of the McVay playbook, dropping the reporter's name and then just going into all the superlatives. If he don't play worth the damn, the community will not care. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We'll see what happened. And, of course, bringing up the rear in this division, the team that used to dominate it alongside the Raiders. Denver Broncos. Is it a lock Drew is back? You know, I think it is a lock that Drew Locke is back. And I think when you 
talk about what they've gone through with the rash of injuries on the offensive side of the ball has kind of hurt his growth at the quarterback position. John Elway in the brass there in Denver like this young man at the quarterback spot. He certainly showed flashes when he's been underneath the center. But when you don't have a healthy unit on the offensive side of the ball, you're going to struggle. If they can get better, you get better. But if not, you stay the course and see what Drew Locke can do. I'm torn here, man. I, Zubin, I don't, I don't know if I could do another year at Drew Locke. Look, I mean, he led the league in interceptions 15, tied with Carson Wentz. I understand some of the issues that are happening, but, you know, rumors have been circulating around them kind of dummying down the playbook. Granted, abbreviated season, uh, a lot to assess, but I just feel like if you can find a better option on the marketplace that can take this team to a different level, I, I feel like you do that. I'm interested to hear you say the word options. I'm going to mention that in just a second. Just a reminder, this is going to be the first big decision for new general manager George Payton, who came over from the Minnesota Vikings. So Elway went upstairs and said, okay, okay, I drafted him. Now you figure out whether we keep him or not. Mark Schlereth, the host, the co-host of our very popular morning show on our affiliate out there, 104.3, the fan in Denver, and former Super Bowl champion with the Broncos, is essentially saying... It's time to look elsewhere for Denver at this position yet again. The Broncos have invested heavily on the offensive side of the ball in recent drafts. First rounders, Noah Fant and Jerry Judy. Second rounders, Cortland Sutton coming off an ACL injury. And K.J. Hamler have them primed to be an explosive offense. They just don't feel they have the right man in Drew Locke pulling the trigger. That's why the Broncos are so interested in getting into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. With Watson at the helm at the quarterback position, this offense feels like they can score 27 to 30 points per game. And Stink is right. If they can get into the Deshaun sweepstakes, that's the upgrade. If you can't, you just stay right with Drew Locke and hope that those guys get healthy and you continue to just kind of bring him along slowly and hopefully he's the guy that you thought he was when you drafted him. Yes, two last things. Schlereth is going to be on Greeny this morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Yet another slight for KJZ. He's on tape with us. He's live with Greeny. I mean, <laughs> one day I'll get over. Okay, I got to mention this. This is the only team I weigh in, and I always have Jay and Key weigh in with our experts. But I covered the team for a long time. So the Broncos haven't been to the playoffs since Super Bowl 50. That's Peyton Manning's walk, Von Miller, the MVP, the whole thing over Cam and the Carolina Panthers, right? We just completed Super Bowl 55. That was Super Bowl 50. These are the quarterbacks that have started a game for the Denver Broncos since Peyton Manning retired, and this is why they're forever searching. Drew Locke, in my opinion, is just good enough. He's good, just good enough. And right now, when you've had mediocre quarterback play, you will take just good enough. Not enough for a franchise whose Super Bowl championship quarterbacks have been John Elway and Peyton Manning, just saying. Here we go, Key. Jay, ready? Here are their quarterbacks since Super Bowl 50. Trevor Simeon. Case Keenum. Drew Locke. Joe Flacco. The return of Brock Osweiler. (laughs) Never arrived, Paxton Lynch. (laughs) Believe it or not, one game with Brandon Allen. (laughs) Jeff Driscoll. Still going. And the last one, I'm going to go to SportsCenter guy here, SportsCenter guy. I know what you're thinking. It's the guy that went one for 13 when all the quarterbacks had the coronavirus, Kendall Hinton. But before you do it, Key, not Kendall Hinton because... The first snap of that game where they had to play with no quarterbacks was taken by Philip Lindsay. So Philip Lindsay will actually go down as the starting quarterback in that game just for the stickler perspective. Buck! That's a very loud one. That is wow. for sure. So that's your quarterbacks in Denver. 
Elway, Manning, Super Bowl championships, and that's what we have? And you can't keep starting over. You can't. You just can't keep yeah. drafting a guy, drafting a guy, drafting a guy. If you can get Deshaun Watson, yep. then great. But, Key, it, it, it makes it tough because when you're looking at the vision, you're like, all right, Justin Herbert, rising star, Patrick Mahomes, wow. Okay, Derek Carr, serviceable, Drew Locke. Uh, but but Drew Locke, I, I, is, I, I, Drew Locke is young, man. This is only a second year. So he is a serviceable guy as he continues to grow as that team get the guys back from injury. If you go out there and you get – you draft another guy, now what? You're starting all over. You right. can't keep – if you get Deshaun Watson, great. But it's like 20 teams that's trying to get Deshaun. Including Denver. Kareem Jackson's been pretty strong on it. Last thing I would say, Drew Locke ended 2019 going 4-1. and one. So after, even though the quality of competition was not good, they expected him to take the leap. When you're 4-1, and one, ended the season, got the thumb injury he had a couple years ago, you're looking good. And then, <laughs> where have I heard this before? It was a progress stopper. Yeah. Right? He was 4-1. and one. Let's take it to the next level, full season. We'll get you a couple wide outs, a couple, couple tight ends. Yep. Got to take the next step. Hasn't been able to do it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Let's get the front office perspective. That's our NFL insider, Jeremy Fowler. I don't think there's any coincidence that the teams he just reeled off are all Super Bowl contenders, and this is a guy that's never even played in the AFC Championship game. The Texans have never played in the AFC Championship game, so if he's at this point in his career and he wants to win, the teams Jeremy mentioned obviously bear fruit we'll see mike tannenbaum our front office insider joins us this morning on the goodyear hotline front office insider for two teams and now he is america's front office insider because this is going to be an unprecedented wave of movement and mike is going to take us through good morning mike brass tacks where do you think jj watt will land the tampa bay buccaneers it's good to be with you guys and when you speak to people around the league Tampa Bay literally overnight has become this incredible destination. You have Tom Brady, a chance to win. Bruce Arians, who's going to take care of veterans like a J.J. Watt. No tax, practice on grass, play on grass, and a chance to win a Super Bowl. So if you're close to the end, like J.J. Watt, and if you're Tampa Bay and you can't afford someone like Shaq Barrett and you want to extend to keep Levante David or Chris Godwin, J.J. Watt's not nearly the same guy he once was. But 20, 25 snaps a game, he may help you get back to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you that, Mike. You, you, you said that you can't afford to keep Shaq Barrett. So you rather swap Shaq Barrett out for a short-term guy like J.J. Watt? No, I'd much rather have Shaq Barrett key. But what I'm saying is Shaq Barrett's going to be probably the most expensive of all those Buccaneer free agents like Levante David, Indomitian Sue, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. So my point is they're going to be dealing from a position of strength, which is if Barrett gets too expensive, and I'm sure Shaq Barrett rather stay in Tampa Bay. I'm sure he doesn't want to go to Detroit or some other city to get paid, which is more expensive and have much more of a less chance to win. So my point is what's the most uh, efficient use of their cap? which may be, hey, J.J. Watt, again, 20, 25 snaps a game, help fill Shaq Barrett's departure, and now I can take those resources and keep Levante David, Chris Godwin, or somebody else that they want to have. Yeah, they need to figure out how to sign Shaq Barrett back, and if they still want to get J.J. Watt, figure out how to do them both. That's just me, but anyway. Ben Roethlisberger, Mike, is uh, what do you expect to happen in Pittsburgh? Do you expect for Ben to retire or get a – a friendly deal done on a renegotiation. You know, Key, I think an underrated story was Marquise Pouncey retiring. 
I had the privilege of being around Mike Pouncey, and those twins are really special. They're smart, they're leaders, they're problem solvers. And I'm sure Ben Roethlisberger is thinking now, Marquise Pouncey for years solved problems. Look, Mike Tomlin is a great coach. We all know that. There's nothing like player-led leadership. And Marquise Pouncey was either telling other offensive linemen what to do, solving teammates' problems off the field. And now I'm sure Ben's saying, I don't want to break in a center for one year and develop him for the next quarterback. So I think that was a story that's a little bit underrated. And I'm not saying that's going to put Ben overline to retire, but it certainly is going to push him in that direction. And it's really close to the end for him. Mike, let's talk about another story that was percolating before the weekend started. What was your reaction to Urban Meyer hiring Chris Doyle and the way it actually he resigned, how quickly it all went down? Yeah, Jay, well, I was really disappointed. And to me, what we're seeing is the learning curve for Urban Meyer. When you're as successful and powerful as Urban Meyer was in Gainesville or Columbus, you're really the czar of that program, but also that town. And you're going to do what you want to do. And I think what he happened was he made a mistake. He hired somebody that made a lot of mistakes at the University of Iowa, not suitable for the NFL right now in terms of the mistakes he made. And um, what Urban Meyer did is he didn't understand the ramifications of that decision. And I think what was really surprising to me, guys, was nobody in the building said, hey, coach, we shouldn't do this. This is wrong. And this is a big difference between being the head coach at Ohio State or Florida and being in the NFL. Accountability, transparency is much different. And how about how long do you think Urban Meyer will actually coach in the NFL? Do you think he has a long a long opportunity? You know, Jay, well, that's a great question. I think Trevor Lawrence has a chance to be special, and I think that impacts the outcome here. I think there's going to be a huge learning curve. I think what we saw Friday isn't going to be the only mistake. There's a lot of things that happen. we got to keep this in mind. Nick Saban was 15 and 17 at the Miami Dolphins. Now, the big difference is Urban Meyer is going to have Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, Coach Saban didn't. So two to three years, we're going to know a lot more. But um, this is not going to be a seamless transition, in my opinion. Mike, how close is a healthy Dak Prescott and a healthy Deshaun Watson? And would you trade Deshaun for Dak Prescott if both were healthy? And, Mike, we've got about 30 seconds. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it for the next several weeks. We've got to be quick here, though. Key, Key, that's a great question. I'm a huge Dak Prescott fan. I'm probably in the minority from a standpoint. I think it's close. I think some people see Watson and Prescott. I'm much closer. That's a really interesting question. Um I think they would both have to be there signed, which obviously Dak isn't. So that's a fascinating dynamic. If I was Dallas, I would do it. And if I would Houston, I would actually strongly consider it. How about that? Something Stephen A. threw out there on first take late last week. It's a swap for swap star, a Texas-sized deal if there ever was one. We'll wait to see if it happens. Mike has been swinging and making deals for two different organizations. And yeah, he's he traded me. Yeah, he was part of that. <laughs> Not off Worked the out table. for both sides. <laughs> well, worked out for me. I wouldn't say the other side. Win, win, well, win. two always comes down to two teams for Mike, but it's the two first-round draft picks that Key consistently wants to bring up. We got it. Mike, thank you very much. We'll continue to chew on this to Sean for Dak. If nothing else, it's great fodder and, and proof positive. The NFL offseason, there is no such thing. It's the NFL season all year long. Mike, thank you very much. All right, Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right. On Thanks. the way, one of the newest members of the NFL had a doozy of a 24 hours that nobody would want. We'll discuss it next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.